Hey everyone, this is another Patreon preview. Uh, this is a shop floor discussion where we talk about the Greek train crash that killed 57 people. And then we go into some other updates on rail actions going on around the world and talk a little bit about some other stuff. Uh, I guess in this clip, there is a little uh, story about a cool factory in Greece. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. And if you want the whole thing, become a patron at patreon.com slash workstoppage. It is how we do the show because we're entirely listener supported. But anyway, here's the clip. Solidarity. So also last week, the rail workers were joined in a 24-hour general strike by the country's largest private sector union, Adedi, and city transit workers shut down metro and bus lines, teachers struck and closed schools, and seamen walked off their ships in support of the strike. The rail workers issued a statement saying, quote, we will impose safe railways so that no one will ever experience the tragic accident at Tempe ever again. We have an obligation towards our fellow humans and our colleagues who were lost in the tragic accident, end quote. And also, I just wanted to present here because like, Unlike here in the U.S., in Greece, there are actually more than two parties. <laughs> they actually have some left-wing parties in their, in their parliament, unlike here. And the, the Greek Communist Party, the KKE, has been playing a pretty, like, has playing a decent-sized role in these protests, and they actually, you know, have members in parliament. So they've been very vocal in condemning the government and, and, and demanding an actual solution to the root cause of the problem, and also, of course, pointing out how capitalism has played such a central role in this problem. And so speaking at the Greek parliament on last Friday, May March 10th, the party's general secretary, uh, Dimitris Kutsumbas, uh, he basically just laid into the government for its failure. So I've got a long extended quote here. A week after the tragedy in Tempe that claimed the lives of 57 people, mostly young people, we repeat what we said from the very first moment. It was not an accident. It was not bad luck. It was a crime that was bound to happen. It is not only the mothers and fathers of these children who characterize this incident as a crime, but all of us. The workers, university and school students who have been on the streets for so many days and are demonstrating right now are also talking about a crime. The thousands of students all over Greece are shouting that this crime must not be covered up. Let us be the voice of all the dead. Like every crime, this one too has causes and culprits. Your government is guilty because when trade unionists, railway workers unions, and KKE MPs in parliament denounced the poorly maintained network and the shortcomings and gaps in safety systems, personnel, and critical infrastructure such as signaling, you turned a deaf ear. I would like to remind you the statement of the grouping of railway workers rallied in PAME, which also made a shocking prediction. We will not wait for the accident to come to see them shedding crocodile tears while making ex post observations. These words were written just 20 days before the tragedy in Tempe on February 7th, and unfortunately they were confirmed. I wish they had not been confirmed. And since during the past days, you have been trying to acquit the EU and, of course, your own policy, we are telling you that this criminal policy of the EU does not make exceptions. In the EU in 2021, in one year alone, 1,389 major train accidents were recorded, with a total of 636 deaths and 513 injuries, of which 97 involved train collisions. All responsibilities must be attributed so that we never witness such a crime again. 
Let there be no more children in the 21st century who will not respond to their mother's message saying, text me when you get there. And the only way for this to happen and prevent you from attempting to cover up the case in order for it to be forgotten is the great struggles, the mass mobilizations that are taking place across the country. And to those we say, we stand by your side. We fully support you with all our strength. We have a responsibility, all of us together, to become the voice of the dead. End quote. Wow. Now, now there is a representative who has read Lenin. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I like, look, I, I, we don't necessarily always agree with every single thing every Communist Party and every other country do- says. There's no, certainly- but we, we, we do admit that they do go straight for the throat always and bring the fire constantly. Well, right. And, and, and that's the thing is, is that it's refreshing for once to see a politician actually saying things materially. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so the KKE has played a pretty big role in helping, you know, build these protests and doing what they can to help orient them towards actual structural corrections to these problems, which of course involves going right after the capitalist roots of this crisis. And so uh just but just to update where we are today, strikes continued uh on March 16th. Uh, the day we're recording this, and they escalated once again with the country's largest unions calling another 24-hour mass strike, shutting down it's like nearly all transport across Greece. They shut down the major airports. They shut down major docks and the entire rail network across the country to demand an end to these austerity policies that caused this rail disaster. Quote, we will not allow a lack of transparency, a cover-up, a renounce of responsibilities, and any delays to lead to oblivion, end quote. Private sector union GSEE said in a statement. And so in the fallout from this, the disaster, I, I mean, it seems pretty certain that this has probably doomed the electoral chances of the ruling conservative party in the upcoming elections, uh, which of course good riddance, mm-hmm. uh, but considering how, you know, Syriza, who used to be kind of the left-wing alternative, collapsed, uh, at least with their public support, following their, you know, going back on their central promise to not foist a bailout on on people. Uh, It's kind of unclear if there's going to be, like, united organized working-class political movement to take the reins. Obviously, the KKE is attempting to provide leadership, but, you know, even, even being relatively large for a European communist party, they're still pretty small. So, uh, it's very much an evolving situation, but I do think it's very encouraging to see just the, like they shut down like almost all transport in and out of the country today. Like that's incredible. Like that, that like we haven't even seen that in the giant strike wave in the UK. I mean, that includes shipping. They, they mm -hmm. shut down a bunch of ports. Yeah. So it's, that's been very encouraging to see. Um, but I, I worry about, you know, is this going to turn into sort of a, like a Sri Lanka last year sort of situation where you have true working, like really powerful working class energy, but it doesn't get organized into a, a movement to replace the existing bourgeois system. But we also have the KKE trying to push things in a better direction. So I definitely, you know, this is a big part of why we want to talk about this today, because this is something that we should all be paying a lot of attention to because, you know, the, the class struggle is, is, is really building in Greece. And these rail problems are not confined to any one country because of the, the position of rail workers under capitalism. 
they're everywhere. But we have found, I will say, for this specific incident, that we see that there is in Greece a tradition of a lot of worker militancy that is helping, I think, to really uh, get folks out into the streets and willing to stay out in the streets. And I know uh, that, Lena, you had had watched this really interesting uh, report that The Real News did about some of those, you know, worker movements that have existed in Greece for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's even worth talking about it a little bit because of how, like, really it is an example of workers basically we talked about like factory occupations before but mostly in like socialist countries this in this case we actually have an example of an occupied factory in greece in uh in Thessaloniki. it's a factory called viomi and they produce like uh environmental like cleaning agents i guess it's like environmentally friendly cleaning agents uh, about 10 years ago, the management and owners of the factory basically decided, uh, we don't, we're not going to do this anymore. We're shutting down the factory. And at that time, the workers decided that, like, via a council, they basically just called a, uh, like a, fa- a shop floor discussion, if, if we can call it that, <laughs> yeah. uh, and said, uh, no, actually, I think we're going to keep this one going. And the workers all decided that they were going to occupy and run the factory democratically without the bosses. And since then, they have continued. So this is again, this is ten years ago that they had originally made this decision to to uh, actually run this place themselves. And they have been doing just fine. In fact, they have not only done that, but they've also been engaging the community itself by allowing performances such as plays. They've done, quote, bazaars without middlemen, which is, I'm guessing, kind of like a farmer's market, but with other sorts of products. They've they've hosted political debates, film shootings. And because of that... The community has consistently rallied behind these workers in many of the different attempts by the Greek state to actually take this factory back from the workers because uh, they had originally just tried to repress and keep the factory closed. Then the uh, factory owner, or I guess I should say the old factory owner, uh, (laughs) and the Greek state had been attempting to auction off the property which then they found some you know foreign investor to do that and they sent the cops in to kick the workers out and then the workers were like no i don't think that we're (laughs) gonna do that and not only did they actually stay in the factory but they also had again the community come and support them and they have continued to hold the this means of production that they have seized like entirely to themselves as a self-managed worker like business of sorts and uh honestly it's very inspiring to see within the capitalist uh kind of uh, uh sphere of the world an actual like socialist like seizure of the means of production and being able to hold it for up to for 10 years it's just really really impressive the the way that these workers have held out despite really being in one of the worst positions of 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 defending such a uh, an, an important project 
Yeah, it's really fascinating uh, that they like almost immediately managed to pivot from making normal construction materials to making eco-friendly products. Uh, I think really speaks a lot of volumes about like. Um, I mean, what happens when you put workers in charge of their own production? Uh, sometimes the entire like goals of the project can change. It also reminds me of that McDonald's that got taken over in oh, Marseille, yeah. France, or St. Yeah. Barthélemy, or wherever that is, uh, <clears throat> and they turned it into a food bank during COVID and started distributing meals. I mean, it's not... Uh, it's not a systemic solution to the horrors of capitalism, but I think it it's definitely doing uh, important educational work at the same time as directly helping people. So, you yeah, know, I definitely think it's, it's great. It's, it's like funneling people into that revolutionary optimism because people can see how successful right. it is for the community mm -hmm. and also like really creates a political imaginary outside of capitalism for all of the people involved in this project, not just the workers, but the community like as a whole. Yeah, no, it's like, this is extremely cool because like, as you said, like this serves as a, a, is a point to show, I think, you know, the actuality of revolution. Like, is this by itself going to lead to, a, you know, a socialist revolution in Greece? No. But it is an incredible counterpoint to the most boring, overused arguments that are always thrown out by reactionaries about, like, socialism doesn't work or, like, seizing the means of production is a meme or, like, any of these other things. I'm like, nope. Look, even within... A capitalist system. These folks have been able to do this. But, like, it's only one factory, and yet they've been able to keep it open themselves for 10 years. They're producing stuff people want to the point that, as you said, Lena, the whole community has come out to defend them from state repression. So, like, I, yeah, I think that serves as a, a fantastic, inspiring example mm -hmm. to use to talk to people about, like, hey, you know how this is cool? What if we did this? but everywhere. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think as another example, it's really important to recognize that repression and how consistent it is. Cause they have mm -hmm. really had like a lot of direct attacks and though they can defend it, the question at the end of the video is, can they keep it up? Because this sure. fight will go on forever. Mm -hmm. They, the, the state will never give these workers this factory like properly. Well, I remember like, reading in the, in the interview that uh, they even managed to make maintain production once the uh state shut off electricity to the facility which is like that takes a lot of preparation they had to yeah. know that was coming and specifically plan for that so that's yeah, absolutely that's really wild impressive. it's also very funny to demean something by saying it's just a meme like guillotines are just a meme they still work <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely Σας κουλίκι δεν θες να σε πατούν Δεν θες 